The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream, where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Kelly Sullivan Walden, here on Unity Online Radio. The number to call if you have a question about your dreams or about the topic today, which is warrior goddess training. The number to call is 816-251-3555. So let me tell you a little bit about my guest today. She is amazing, and I've been so excited about today's show. Her name is Heather Ash Amara. She's the best-selling author of Warrior Goddess Training, Warrior Goddess Training Companion Book, and Warrior Goddess Way. She's been leading circles of women into deeper relationships with themselves over the last 30 years, even though she looks like she's 12. I don't know how she does it. I guess it's because of the Warrior Goddess Training. We'll find out. Heather Ash is passionate about creating spaces where women can come together to let go of who they think they should be and step into who they are meant to be. She does this through the teaching of Warrior Goddess Training, inspired by the many paths she's walked. Through her workshops and books, she offers practical tools she's developed during her studies of European shamanism with Vicki Noble, Buddhism through being raised in Southeast Asia, and Toltec wisdom through the lineage of Don Miguel Ruiz, who she apprenticed with and now co-teaches beside. Heather Ash Amara believes deeply in the power of women coming together for healing, not just for ourselves, but for all women. Oh my God, the timing could not be more perfect. I'm so excited. Heather Ashamara, welcome to Ask Dr. Dream. Thanks, Kelly. So great to be here with you. Oh my gosh, you've got so many fun nicknames. I know the nickname that I first <laughs> met you, it was Pixie. <laughs> yep. And you've got, um, okay, what are some of the nicknames just, just for fun? Just Throw some of them out there. I know there's probably a thousand, but let's go there. A gazillion. Um, the first one was Pixie Darlin, and then Pixie got Darlin. to Pixie. Pixie Darlin. Uh, my friends call me Ash, so since my, my name is long, that's been a, a long-time nickname as well. And I just got a new nickname. I'm super excited about it. I DJed for a, a big party, and I took the DJ Fire. DJ Fire. Oh my God. Okay. Well, you, okay. I met you at Ginny Gentry. So we have to give you a Ginny Gentry, a shout out. She's, she's amazing. Garden of the Goddess is her website and her book is dreaming down heaven. And I met at her, you at her property 
And I know you were in the midst of, you were in the thick of writing your first book. You've written a ton of books um, and we'll hopefully we'll get to mention all of them. What was that book, by the way? It was like the four elements of something. (laughs) Yeah, that one was called the four, a good memory, four elements of change, which has been updated and is now called the Toltec path of transformation. Oh my God. So one thing that I'm really inspired about, about you, you're such, you are a woman's woman. I feel like we could talk about anything. We can go deep and you're also completely goofy and silly and you are a hard worker. Like you work, you do your, you are diligent, you do it and you have so much that you've accomplished. And I'm just, I'm proud of you as a sister. And I know that your book this this book has really kind of gone above and beyond, like it's really reached the masses. So so let's get into, let's just start at the beginning for those who are brand new to Warrior Goddess training. Tell us how Warrior Goddess training came to be and, and what it means to you. Mm. Well, I feel like I was really drafted to teach. I was really, really shy and mm. just started studying different traditions and so I started with European shamanism and I remember when I start, first started reading it was like coming home and and realizing that it was something I'd always been missing which was this connection with the seasons and the cycles and nature mm. and so I started then working with women and that was when I was in my 20s so early and I just fell in love with having women's circles and the power of women coming together to share their experience, to share their power, to support each other. And when I moved from California, I had a big center in California, and when I moved to Texas, I decided to do something online. And just what happened is I started writing articles every month for the people that were in California. And that actually became the core of Warrior Goddess Training. Mm. And it was what I had picked out of, like, what's most needed for women right now and it was really lovely to get to then take that wisdom over the many years I've been teaching and update it for what I felt like modern women are really seeking and it's those two qualities I mean we're all yearning I think for more focus for more clarity for more discipline out of love and for more openness play receptivity creativity so would you say the the warrior? I mean, I think this is. I heard some some authors say once upon a time that that genius happens when you bring things together that don't normally go together. So warrior seem it's got such a kind of a masculine and powerful feeling to it, and then goddess is completely the opposite. So they those are this is I think your book is genius because it's you you're bringing together these things that normally don't go together. And so, so describe the archetype of warrior from your perspective and the, the archetype of goddess from your perspective. Yeah, for me, the warrior energy is 100% commitment to whatever is the focus. And the warrior energy is very much like I'm going there, nothing is going to get in my way. I'm clear, I'm dedicated, I'm in. So it's a really powerful yes. And the goddess energy is very much about opening, receptivity, creativity, play. And I see it that the goddess energy says, I'm going to go over there. 
but how can I have as much pleasure as possible as I get there? And how can oh, yeah. I bring as many of my friends along? <laughs> <laughs> right. And we right. It's both. no fun to do it alone. The warrior sometimes is kind of alone, right? The, yeah. Yeah. the goddess is definitely more of an invitation to play and to bring the girls. Okay, keep going. Yeah, exactly. And we need both. We need to be able to blend those two energies where they're appropriate and also to find where we fit on the spectrum. So I don't, I don't see it like, okay, when you have 50% warrior and you have 50% goddess, then you can check the box and you're finished. I really mm. see it that some of us present much more goddess-oriented. Some of us present much more warrior. That's just our nature. And some of us are balanced, 50-50. And there's no right way to be a warrior goddess. There's really honoring what your expression of those two energies are. And I, I really feel like when we take it out of masculine and feminine and just bring it into warrior goddess, that women then, and I've seen this over and over again, women then start to realize, I don't have to be like anybody else. I can be my, you know, my blend. And we also mm, learn how to shed My the version of that, that right. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes we think, oh, I'm supposed to be warrior, or we have to be warrior, let's say, at our work. But our nature might not be warrior at all. And so to shed the different layers that aren't actually who we are, so, so we get back to our essence is really a powerful part of the process. Mm. I was recently reading Robert Johnson. Um, are you familiar with him? He's a union yeah. psychologist, like yes, an older exactly. guy. Yeah, and he was talking in one of his books, because he's written a book called He, She, and We. And he, he talks about the the archetype, like the feminine archetype and the masculine archetype and the soul and 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 how we all have masculine and feminine within us. But the issues that are caused when we have an imbalance of too much feminine, like too much indulgence in the feelings and the emotion and and the, you know, I'm, but I don't feel like it and how there can be this price to pay for indulging too much in the feelings. And then how on the other end, if we indulge too much in the the warrior energy or the masculine energy, how we can, how there's so many prices to pay, where that's concerned. And I I don't know. I thought that there's there's something in this about finding about in your work about looking at how we blend those. And I I feel it feels very modern to me. So what would you say yours is? What where are you at on the spectrum? I'm I'm pretty balanced. I definitely tend to lead more with warrior <laughs> just because I'm very focused and very passionate and in a really determined way. Like you said, I work really hard. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been developing that goddess more and more. And it's part of why I love working with women is it helps me to soften and to, to open to that energetic as mm -hmm. well. And, yeah, and I've really been learning how to be skillful with each of them. I think that's really important because some, I, I mean, there's been places in my life where bringing a warrior energy through would have been much more appropriate than what I brought through. It would have been more effective. And other times, mm. like bringing goddess energy would have been more effective. So that's something that it, I feel like it's a really great learning for all of us is how to be skillful when we're interacting with other humans of what will help us to create connection to deepen intimacy, to create a presence with each other. 
Mm, that's wonderful. Well, let's, I want to go back to the beginning of the book and I'm trying to find the spot, but because I'm on Kindle, it's not as easy to bookmark and, and find things. But I know, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, at least this is on my heart and mind, the best things come from what seem like at the time, the worst things. And I know you were married for a long time and um, it seemed like this body of work came out of the tr- the transformation of that relationship, the ending of that relationship of that marriage. Can you speak to that kind of dark night of the soul erupting into this amazing path that you're on? Yeah, absolutely. It definitely was one of the pivot points in my life. And my my husband and I were business partners. We were love, you know, obviously partners. And we were running an organization together and we were teaching together. And so our lives were incredibly entwined. And so when the marriage ended, I was bereft, like just really, really difficult. And at the time, I remember thinking, well, everybody wants me to be okay, so maybe I should just be okay. Maybe I should just pull it together and go forward. And I felt into my body and I realized what a huge disservice that would be to myself if I just overrode what was actually going on. And so I made the agreement with myself, I'm going to go through this process however long it takes. I'm going through the grief, I'm going through the messiness. And I gave myself permission to go in, basically. And the gift of that was it, was, it was one of the first times I really recognized the importance of not abandoning ourselves and where we are in our process. And so it was messy. And, and it wasn't about my husband. It was much, much deeper things that I was clearing and cleaning. Um, and it took about two years, honestly, of, of a lot of healing work and a lot of processing to get to the other side. And I, I'm so grateful for the experience. Although it was so difficult, it was immensely healing at very deep levels for me and, and really taught me so much around what it takes to stay with ourselves as women because we're so trained to abandon ourselves. We're so trained to try and be something that we're not. And to to stay with oneself to the other side is, is a really huge gift. Mm, so beautiful. Thank you so much. I just want the people who are just finding us right now. This is the the guest on my show that you were just hearing is Heather Ash Amara. We're talking about her book, Goddess Warrior Goddess Training, and she's got many other books with the Goddess Warrior Goddess title, and I think we need this work right now. Really, this is intense. So Nancy Telzero is on the line. I want to see if Nancy's got a question. Nancy, you're live. Do you have a question Hello. for Heather Ash? Hi, honey. I do. I do. Hello. Um, and, and I'm so glad you're on the show today, Heather. I, I love this topic and I, I've ordered the book and I can't wait for it to come my way. So very excited about that. Um, but I, I wanted to ask, I am a person, definitely I lean toward this. Um, occasionally I get my warrior on and I think that I surprise people when I do. It's such a rare, it's almost as though I don't need to call on it too often, but when I do, it's powerful and it's, and it's, it, it appears as a different person I've been told. And (laughs) I'm wondering, um, 
how do we navigate when we might lean towards one side versus the other? How do we navigate to the other side without shocking the crap out of everybody around us? <laughs> <laughs> well said. It's so true. I so relate to that. Ditto, ditto. Okay. How do you respond to that, Heather Ash? <laughs> My response is just shock them. It's fine. Really. <laughs> They'll get over it. They'll get over it. And and I think there's that thing of like the people that are close to you will get you, will understand that's part of you. And and I think that being that that fluid where you can be one way and then you can shift into a different way, people will be like, whoa, but it's true. They'll also take you really seriously or really pay attention because it's a different energetic. And what I tend to do now, because people say the same thing to me, they're like, you're so sweet and nice, and then you, like, drop kick us off a cliff. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> What's wrong with being drop kicked off a cliff? Yeah, exactly. That's, 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 a, that's, that's a loving thing to do sometimes. <laughs> exactly. So I would say just honor that that's your, a part of your expression and don't defend it or justify it. You might have to explain it sometimes to people that don't understand, but you can do that in a really loving, compassionate way of like, you know, sometimes I get fierce. This is what fierce looks like, or this is what clear looks like, or this is what my boundary looks like. Mm. I love what you brought up, Nancy. I want to, I want to jump into, um, I know I'm, I'm similar to Nancy in some ways. I mean, I think I've got, I think some people think of me as more warrior and I'm, I'm not as goddessy on the outside as I used to be. <laughs> I don't know, but, <laughs> but it's, I know that um, sometimes when I'm clearly in warrior mode, I, my nickname for that is Athena mode. That's like the goddess mm-hmm. Athena that is all work, no BS. Like, let's just bottom line yeah. me, baby. And I can tell yeah. people, and some people know, oh, are you in Athena mode right now? I'm like, yes. yes exactly. <laughs> Don't take it personally. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Bada bing, bada booming, people. Yeah, we're <laughs> So it's yeah, like if there could be a nickname, like, you know, so that people can pivot and they don't take it personally. Do you suggest giving mm. them a clue or just catching them off guard and letting them figure oh, it a, out? That's a like, great, yeah, no, that's a great idea, especially with people that you're close to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have a, one of my closest friends would be like, oh, she's in Heather Ash mode now versus Pixie mode, which oh, is very different. Yeah. Right? So, so Nancy, do you have, is there a code that you can use with the people in your life to, to let them know that there's a new sheriff in town and she's <laughs> kicking butt and taking names? Well, <laughs> no more Mrs. Nice Guy? Usually I say, I'm feeling scrappy today, so here we go. <laughs> like, here we go. Because I'm, right. yeah, it's just, it's just I'm, when I'm being scrappy, that's that's me getting to the bottom of things, and, and it won't, it might not be so gentle, but it'll, it'll be clear for sure. Yeah, that's what right. it means. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I love great. the idea of creating a nickname. You can say, scrappy's up, get ready. Scrappy's <laughs> up, get ready. You know, I, you brought up some, th- something, Heather Ash, um, you know, I think in the last, I was, I was actually talking to telling Nancy this the other day, um, about how after the, the Kavanaugh, Dr. Ford hearing, were you able to watch any of that or be privy to yes, any of that? Some of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was so activated. Oh, yeah. I was just, and it was kind of 
it was emotional. I mean, I was, I was kind of an emotional basket case because it was like I was feeling so much and I was feeling frustrated because I was angry and sad and heartbroken and I felt mm. powerless in that moment. Like I want to just fix the world and I can't. I can do my little bit, which I know, of course, we all do our little bit and that does make a difference. So spiritually speaking, I know the rap. But I was feeling emotional and I felt like indulging it because it felt like, wow, I'm actually feeling very, very, I'm feeling a lot right now. And I kind of wanted to go there. I didn't want to just cut it off. So, and, and until I got in a huge fight with my husband and then I realized, okay, I need to switch gears. <laughs> so yeah. at what point do you, control. you know, give space for the emotions if you're more of the warrior type and then. How do you know when it's gone too far or gotten too indulgent? It's mm, a great question, Kelly. So what, what I support people in doing is like the moment you realize you had a lot of emotion up, to go have the emotion without anybody else around. So to create safe, mm. safe space for yourself and just come on, sweetie, we're going in. And let yourself feel it fully. Because what I know is that when we go into the feeling with the intent of I'm going to feel it all the way and, and almost separating the story out so that you're not telling yourself the story. You can use the story to get yourself in, but once you're in, just go towards the feeling. You'll go through to the other side, and there's this clarity that happens on the other side. So you might go through grief and then fury, but instead of taking a fight on your husband, <laughs> You do hello. <laughs> yeah, hello. it doesn't work yeah. so good because I'm like, I need compassion. And it's like, you're not exactly the most easy person to be compassionate with right now. <laughs> right now, yeah. Be compassionate like to me. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you paying attention? But for you to go like pound on pillows or break glass or mm -hmm. dance, like turn on music and dance and yell, to do something really expressive to get move that energy once okay, wait, let's unpack moved. that because I think most, okay, there isn't an obvious place or way. When I, when I tell people this, I was just telling somebody the other day, like find a place, like roll up your windows in your car and scream, get yeah. a pillow, scream into it. I think we need some really quick go-to places or go-to things for those moments so that it doesn't get stifled and stuck in our bodies. Yeah. And so, so let's, yeah. I want to hear your, your like top two or three or five go-to ways to be able to let it completely rip. So mm. go for it. Okay. So with anger, beating pillows, like a pile of pillows and punching the pillows, having a bat. So sometimes that works really well, a plastic bat, and then something that you can pound on um, is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Music, in the car, yelling, sound, music, those are a great go-to. And another one that's really fun is to take milk jugs, so not the plastic ones, the paper, quart, whatever mm -hmm. they're called, containers, fill them up with water, stick them in the freezer. When you're pissed, you can go take them out of the freezer, tear the paper away from them, and then throw them on the ground, and it makes Ooh. a great sound. And then it doesn't the smell. Yeah, good. that's a revelation. I got to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's exciting. It's so good. Or ripping phone books. That's the other thing. Have phone books around and just tear phone books. That's oh. a great one. And for grief, like when you have grief that's stuck, 
find, like find a movie that will trigger. There's always so many. If you know what the grief is about, you can find a movie that will just get the waterworks going um, mm. or a song. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Nancy, do you have um, a thing that you can do that, that you've just heard Heather Ash say when you, if you need to get the scrappy out so that you don't decapitate people when, <laughs> when they're least expecting it? Or, or worse yet, turn into Sally the Sailor, because you should hear my mouth when I get angry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm I shock people. Um, but, you know, it does, for some reason, verbalizing, like just, and even if it's just to myself, by myself, and just letting all the F-bombs out, it is a release for me. I just did it about mm-hmm. 15 minutes ago. <laughs> and it's like, the oh, wow. I'm glad we're catching you, you on know, the after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it does help. And it was funny because I was doing it with a dear, one of the closest people to me in the world, and he started laughing. He said, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> and I thought, you know, at, hey, I brought him joy because it it becomes comical. But it's it's just so much filth coming out of my mouth, things I never say, but it feels better, and it's a release. And and yeah. now look at me. <laughs> now and now yeah. look at you you're yeah. totally fabulous but it seems like yeah. when <laughs> pe- the typical thing is people let it pent up pent up and then they let it rip at the person who's triggering them and that becomes a bigger problem so this is very yeah. important w- wouldn't you say heather ash yeah absolutely the consciously monitoring your emotional body to be able to release the intensity before you have a conversation with somebody so that the conversation can actually be a conversation rather than a big I hate your guts and you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you create damage. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, we don't want heads to roll. Because as soon as we get it out, then we're back on the, it's like um, they say in, in nonviolent communication, the rebel submit roller coaster so we blah and then I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I didn't mean it and then you're like mm-hmm. ah, no I kind of did mean it <laughs> you're yeah. back and forth yeah. back Nothing and forth really instead of just getting it out and then yeah. being being a civilized person coming back to the goddess so so we need some some great goddess tips for those who are all riled up now with with all the stuff that's been going on in the in the media and the news and there's always stuff mm. going on but um, do you find in your community that any of the current events is is triggering either the the goddess or the warrior or both? Both. It's it's been huge. I think many many women are being touched right now, and there's a a combination of outrage and frustration and grief. Like you like you said, Kelly, that there's it's so mixed right now. So how I'm really supporting women is. To remember there's a much bigger picture that we're unweaving right now. Mm. And when we come back from this break, we'll talk more about this. Here on Ask Dr. Dream on Unity Online Radio. Thank you. We'll be right back. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, 
We hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and expand its outreach. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Eric Butterworth, taken from the live lecture, A Course in Practical Metaphysics. Healing is the experience in our life of coming out of the darkness into the light, getting out of the confusion of human consciousness into the allness which is always present. But the allness of infinite life is present even within the illness. So God is not a healer. He doesn't look down upon you and say, well, you're sick, but you're a good person and I like you very much, so I'm going to take this illness away from you. God doesn't take illness away from anybody, nor does God put illness into anyone, which belies a lot of traditional religious thought, too. We talk about, well, suffered to be so, it's God's will, and I guess it's my place to accept it. The will of God must always be the ceaseless longing of the Creator to express itself in that which has created. So it's a constancy, it's a force which is ever seeking to press itself out into visibility as life, as wholeness, as success. To find out more about Eric Butterworth, visit unity.org. Since 1924, Daily Word has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths live happy, healthy lives. The magazine includes two months of daily affirmations, messages, articles, and spiritual poetry to help you get inspired. Subscriptions are available for print editions in large type and Spanish, as well as the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. Give someone you love the gift of inspiration with a subscription to Unity Magazine. Each issue has interesting articles and compelling interviews from some of today's most prominent spiritual thought leaders. Explore new ideas in health, science, spirituality, and a lot more. Send gifts to your family and friends and save $7 off the subscription rate. Get a one-year subscription for just $14.95. This offer ends on December 31st, so go to unity.org to find out more. If you could talk to an angel, what would you say? Join Jerry Gavin every Monday at 5 p.m. Central for Angelic Connection. Jerry shares messages from his guardian angel, Margaret, in combination with ancient healing practices to teach people how to listen to their spirit. Jerry can help you strengthen your connection to the angelic realm and receive clear messages of help and healing. Call in and join the show every Monday on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream. This is Kelly Sullivan Walden, and I'm so happy you've joined me. And you are so lucky that you're joining me because this is such a treat today. I feel like my whole soul is being satisfied. I'm having a full palette experience, like the high notes, the bass notes, the treble, and the bass. I think we need it all. And I think that's why this book, Warrior Goddess Training is so great because it's got the treble and the bass. It's not just about the bass. It's about both. We need them both. We need both of these 
these energies. So sorry, Megan Trainer. It's not just all about the base. I'm so sorry. We need a lot of base, but <laughs> not only. Don't you think, Heather Ash, we need them both? I agree. We need them both. Exactly. <laughs> and everything in between. And everything mm-hmm. in between. It's not about letting anything go. That's This is one of the reasons why I love dreams because there's such an opportunity to get to identify what parts of ourselves have been straggling and left behind or taking up too much room and we can bring it all in. So in a moment, I want to hear about your dreams. I know you've got, you're a powerful dreamer, but let's first let people know all the ways they can find you, your books, your workshops, your retreats, your amazing things. And I know there's so much to talk about, but let's first give them some of the main places that they need to go. Yeah, thanks, Kelly. My website is heatherashamara.com or warriorgoddess.com. There's two different websites. Um, people can also find me on Facebook and Instagram, Heather Ash Amara. And the, the email, best email is hello at heatherashamara.com. So it's A-M-A-R-A. Hello at heatherashamara.com. Okay. Do you remember that? Hello. Okay. Awesome. Do you have any upcoming events that people can find out more about or ways that or training or anything that we should promote? Yeah. I I have an online uh, webinar that's coming up October. I'm doing four different versions, 15th, 16th, 17th, or 18th. That's called Claim Your Warrior Goddess. So it's a free hour and a half webinar. So that you can learn more about that on the website. And then a nine-month intensive program online called Ignite that starts end of October. Um, and then the last, the only live thing I'm doing um, between now and the end of the year is in Austin, December, December 7th through the 9th. It's a Warrior Goddess Wisdom Weekend, which are exceptional, amazing, amazing things happen at those weekends. Oh, fabulous. Okay, so I just want to let people know if you've got a question for Heather Ash or if you've got a dream question for her or or myself, the number to call is 816-251-3555. And we've got Christopher. Let me bring on Christopher. Let's see. Christopher, can you hear me? Hello, hello. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream. Hi, can you hear me? I can. I think there. I heard some... Us in the background, but maybe I think we're good now. Hi, Christopher. Okay. Do you have a question for Heather Ash or a dream that I you'd do. like to share? Uh, I do. Um, the The background is that uh, boy about your warrior, who you're fighting. Uh, boys, when they grow up, they're sort of taught that uh, girls are different. You can't talk with them. You can't play with them. They grow up hating girls, and w- when they get older. The only thing that changes is they get horny, and they learn how sorry to be so blunt, <laughs> and they learn how to cover that up or become hypocrites about it. Don't believe them when they lie about it. So when they that hate destroys them, it kills their ability to love. How, I mean, how often do you hear my dad never hugged me, never loved me, and how often do you hear men um, body shaming? and insulting women. So the question is, when you, come, when you as a warrior come across that underlying hate, you know it's not about you, right? How do you yeah. deal with that? Oh, great question. So, yeah, great question. So 
there's something that has really helped me, which is recognizing there's what is Hang called on one second. Christopher, we can hear the... So I think you just need to turn the volume down on, on your computer or whatever else it's playing on. Okay, thanks. Yeah. All right, keep going, Crash. So there's something that has really helped me, which is recognizing... Ah, now we're getting feedback. feedback. We're hearing ourselves in stereo. So Christopher, if you're on your phone... Um, I think, I don't well, know if you're calling in from another now. device, but, oh, I think we just lost him. So why don't you just answer the question, Heather Ash, and, and then we'll, okay, he'll be perfect. listening on his device. Yeah. Yeah. And what, you know, what he said was, is so powerful and so true is that it's not mm. personal and it can be right. very difficult to integrate that, but to really recognize that, you know, so much of what we're dealing with right now is what people have been trained to believe how they've been trained to act. And from so much of the, the pain is from our own wounding that we're just acting out. So anytime that you're confronted with someone that is in hatred or is in um, deep frustration or is attacking you, to be able to have that, that capacity to learn how to just take a step back and witness and have compassion and realize they're hurting the amount that they're projecting onto you is the amount that they're hurting inside. And that's what's mm. really helped me is to, to realize this is their pain coming out towards me. It doesn't have anything to do with me. Oh, this is great. And by the way, Christopher, if you're still listening, I just applaud you for that question and being kind of vulnerable in in expressing that. I don't think a lot of men would would say that would say the the hate aspect i mean how we're and there is there is there is a lot of animosity boys are better girls are better we're better we're going to kick your butt we're you know who <laughs> there's like there's this competitive thing and then and then the horniness kicks in and then we're all confused but to learn how and i and i meant to say this in the introduction this topic is not just for women this is for men absolutely cuz men need to know how to empower the women in their lives cuz you're going to have women in your lives and how to hold a space for both energies and also how to come to some kind of peace in yourself to know that the woman that you're with isn't just a one note creature neither are you um, there was a song by a woman called Dar Williams. I highly recommend it. Have you heard this song called When I Was a Boy um, by her, Heather Ash? No. Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. I cry every time. Oh, it's a good song great. to oh. hear for all the women who are hurting right now about feeling kind of under the thumb. It's a great song. It's a it's about a, a, a woman remembering when she was a little tomboy and she was a boy running, riding around on her bike with no top on and grass stains everywhere. And and she's Aww. confessing this to the man she's with and saying, I used to be so much stronger. And then I, you know, fell into this. And then he says, well, when I was a girl and he talks about when he was young and it was OK to cry and it was OK to play with butterflies and and then he had to get rid of all that so it's just oh, such a healing beautiful song dar williams when mm. i was a boy beautiful so anyway i think we can have compassion for for both sides thank you christopher for bringing that great question up but let's go back um on the break heather ash we were talking about about the big picture versus these these smaller archetypes that we can land in the victim judge. So what is it about the big picture that you think is so important and describe what is the big picture from your perspective? Mm -hmm. 
can be really easy to get caught in the the frustration and the fear and the anger of such particular situations that are happening. And what I found helpful is to back up and to look at what's the biggest picture about this the situation that we're working with, whatever it is, that it's really important to bring our presence, our compassion, and our creativity to how can we shift the big picture? How do we educate ourselves? How do we educate each other? How do we not polarize, but recognize everybody's hurting, everybody's Mm -hmm. suffering? And it's not easy. You know, it's really not easy. So I feel like we're, all of us have the challenge of healing at two levels. So there's our own personal healing of whatever trauma we've experienced or whatever difficulty and challenges we've experienced in our life. And that's big work. And then there's the collective healing. There's a larger healing that I believe we're all part of. And that when we also look at how does this help heal the larger, what can I do to help heal the larger picture, then that place of creativity starts to come online and exploration and experimentation of how can we change the structures that we're part of that are causing the pain and the suffering. Oh, I think that's such an important that's such an important point that like getting stepping outside of the myopia of what's immediately happening and seeing the bigger, more collective story takes makes it not so personal and um, having compassion. And I think, you know, this this is not a political show. I'm normally not somebody who talks politically at all, but seems like um, I'm, I was thinking of Barbara Marks Hubbard, who's talking about the current political system and, and the way it is, it's, it's, an, it's one of the best evolutionary drivers of our time. What do you think about that? Do you feel like this is, th- that we can all get better as a result of all of this, this drama and this angst and this pain, as opposed to it being something that's just going to drive us all underground? We definitely have a choice around that. I really agree. And, you know, the, the best metaphor I have for this is, is if you can imagine that there's this big pan of oil, all this gunk that hasn't been talked about or processed, all the old emotions, all the experiences, and you start pouring water into the vessel of your being, like you start meditating or doing good things for yourself or eating healthy, and what happens is the water goes in and the oil starts to rise. All the unconscious gunk starts to rise from our unconscious to our conscious. And what our temptation is, is to push it down. It's either push it down and go, I don't have any stuff, everything's fine, or to start cycling it, to start thinking about it and going into judge and victim, and we can keep it going forever without actually clearing it. And what we need to do is keep pouring the water in to let the oil rise so that it'll come, it'll clean, so it'll clear out. And I Mm -hmm. feel like as a collective right now, the oil is up like in a big way, things that we've, we've never talked about publicly. I mean, the amount of sexual abuse that's now being exposed and talked about is oil. It's the old oil that as a society we've wanted to pr- repress and pretend like wasn't happening. But now women are speaking out that, you know, there's all the investigations with the church. So the oil's coming up and we as a society can either try and press it back down again 
or go into judge and victim and keep it going. Or we can go, okay, more water, more compassion, more love, more healing. Let the oil come up. Let's witness the oil. Let's name the oil. And then let's let it clear by taking new actions, by educating ourselves and our children, by changing how we're in relationship with each other in a really deep way. So it's a tricky time because it can go either way. It's such a beautiful metaphor, though, because it's the oil. I mean, I think of the dinosaurs and it being old stuff, fossil mm-hmm. fuels from that, that yes. we don't need anymore. So it's not just that it's oil. It's it's that it's an old way and it's a dinosaur and it's and it's coming out. And so it gives it I think we just need a call to action like a, what can we do? And of course, we can vote. Of course, we can call the call our senators call the people and we're you know based on where we live call and make make your voice heard but also adding compassion and doing your own healing i think there's something my sister was saying the other day she's so wise she was saying that when anybody we were talking about a friend who's in a very difficult situation and we were encouraging her even though somebody she was upset with didn't deserve her love or compassion, we were saying, think about it as one small step for you and one large step for humanity. If every single person today did one compassionate act, then maybe that would be enough water to get all the oil out of that pan. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's a beautiful yeah. way to, to, to look at it. And mm. and it's it's a balance of letting ourselves have the anger and the grief and the compassion, like all of it. We get to figure mm-hmm. out how do I honor my own process and do something different so that we don't just keep keeping the cycle going. We need to break the cycle. Honor your process. And I think, and I'm reading that to be, do something with the energy that's coming through that isn't punching somebody in the face that is triggering you. Do something productive. Do the breaking of the 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 ice that's in the the milk crate that's been frozen. Do do <laughs> yes, something. Yes. I would love for for anyone who's listening now or in the archive to to Facebook message me any of your go-to ways to honor your emotion, whether it be sadness or rage. And um, so it's Kelly Sullivan Walden, Dr. Dream. That's my Facebook page. That'd probably be the best place. I'd love to hear. I want to have just tools galore because most people, the idea of honoring the emotion is a, is a novel idea. It's they, they, they think, well, I'm honoring my emotion by yelling at everybody. And no, that's just recycling the oil and it's getting oil all over everybody. It's not getting, it's not exactly. moving it out, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be learn new skills around dealing with our emotions and realizing that a lot of the emotions that we're clearing are old, old, old emotions. It's not about present day. It's usually if you have a big emotional reaction to something, it's something from your past that's wanting to be cleared. Mm, Like that saying, what's hysterical is historical. Mm So let me just, let's just switch gears for a second regarding dreams, because we do talk about dreams on this show. How, I know that you, part of your, 
your learning and your education was was spending a lot of time with Don Miguel, and you still do. Don Miguel Ruiz, author of The Four Agreements and many, many other books. And there's a pers- particular perspective about dreaming that we're always dreaming. What's your philosophy on dreaming? How do you how do you work with your own dreams and your clients' dreams? Mm, yeah, the, this idea that we're dreaming all the time, that there's there's nighttime dreaming when we're asleep, but that we're also dreaming during the day. And when we recognize how do I wake up in this current dream that I'm in so mm. that you can direct your dream more clearly is a, a really beautiful way to start navigating your life. So what I support us all in doing is realizing that a lot of times when we're kids, we take on agreements and beliefs from our parents, from our society, from our church, from our peers. Some of them we just make up all on our own. And anytime we have a belief, we, we, it causes us to filter our reality. So let's say I'm a little kid and I'm singing, I'm in the car with my mom and I'm singing and I'm really happy and my mom says, shut up, be quiet for a minute, I can't, I can't take your singing. We might immediately make an agreement with ourselves I can't sing. I have a terrible voice. So mm. maybe your mom like, has a migraine coming on or there was an emergency vehicle and she couldn't figure out where it was. And she then later is like, I love you. You're singing. How could you never sing anymore? And you're like, I don't sing. So you've created this belief. And that affects your life because you then live your life thinking that's true and taking in evidence. You know, anytime... Somebody says, you have a beautiful voice, you ignore that evidence because that doesn't fit in with your belief. And any time something goes wrong with your voice, you're like, see, yep, I have a bad voice. And uh, if you can imagine this, this person then being 21 and their, their friends all going, yay, it's your 21st birthday, we're taking you to karaoke, you're going to sing first. <laughs> right? Your immediate reaction would be like, no way, I w- I'm not singing. And you probably don't even remember why but you have a huge reaction. So that's how we create the world. We dream the world through the agreements and beliefs because we're filtering what we see. We literally don't see what doesn't fit with our agreement or belief or we twist it so it does fit or we just filter. So we're only seeing what fits that reality. So to wake up and take a step back and say, okay, what's actually true? How can I dream the world in a different way and free, really get free on the inside so that we're not mm. being held to those beliefs and agreements that don't serve us any longer? Mm. So do you feel like you're, the, the dreams that you have when you, when you wake up in the morning and remember the ones from the night, do you feel like they're, what do you do with those? And do you, do you go out of your way to remember them or just kind of take note of the ones that, that seem to stick? I, I go in stages where I'll have runs where I'll remember every dream from the night and then mm-hmm. work with them when I wake up. I like to go back into my dreams, like in that in-between place right when you wake up. I love to go back into my dreams and, and change them or to, or to ask questions of the different parts of the dream. And there's some dreams that I have that are really showing me a piece of the, my own process that I need to work on. So that's really helpful. I tend to write those ones down so I can go back later and see how I'm doing in relationship 
to whatever the dream was, was pointing out to me, like, hey, sweetheart, right here, you've got some unfinished business. <laughs> Clean mm. this up. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's great. Mm. Yeah. What about nightmares? Like, what about something that's really gory or, or that is unsettling? What do you What do you do with those? Those are the ones that I usually then, I, I know those are important dreams. Mm-hmm. So with those ones, I tend to go back into them and I'll, I'll become every character in the dream. So if like there's a chair in the dream, if there's another person, if there's a car, like I'll go become the car and then that and say, okay, what's the message from the car or what's mm-hmm. the message from the person? And I usually get tremendous amount of information. When oh, that's I, great. I, I love that. that and I know there's yeah. a process that you do that's a Toltec process, I believe. It's um, called Matote. Do you, is that mm-hmm. something that you do regularly or, and can you talk about that? That's something I've always wanted to do and I haven't yet done it, but I'm inspired to. Um, the all night ceremony that kind of puts you in the dreaming state. Yes, it's such a powerful ceremony. So the, the Matote is a ceremony where you're, you, you do it in a group of people, with a group of people. So what we usually do is, is have an altar, a central candle, or, or something that's setting the energy. And there's a group of people that stay up and chant, and then a group of people that go to sleep. And so usually you wake up every hour and a half. So one group will be chanting, then they'll go wake up the next group. That group then goes to the candle, and the other group goes to bed. So what's happening is throughout the night, you're getting woken up about every hour and a half. And why it's so powerful is it, it helps you to, to be in that in-between space because the, the magic happens when you're in between waking and dreaming. And just as you go into dreaming, you can actually step into the dream world consciously. And you can also learn to expand that space of being in between, which is a really interesting space. And the other thing that's so powerful about it, I found, is that because you're getting woken up over and over and over again, like when I first started doing Matotes, like I would be so annoyed the third time somebody was coming to wake me up. And it taught me how to be gracious and loving and present no matter what happened in my world. Mm. So oh, it's, I it's want to hear more about that. Thing. We've got David calling in. Let's see, David, do you have a question Beautiful. for... Heather Ash or a dream or what's on your heart? <laughs> You've got nothing? Oh, te- okay. Temple's guest. All right. Poor David. Okay, good. Because I wanted to hear. So I think this is interesting about the Matote. And we only have a couple of minutes here, but I want to, and I want to get to opening the heart. But I think most people, when it comes to dreams and the, and this in-between place, we consider only value in being wide awake, feeling like we're on, ready to take on the day. And there's this, we, we assign, we say groggy if we're feeling in-between. It's like, there, it's derogatory. We don't honor the mm. in-between stage. And yet, like you just said, I believe that's where the magic's at that in-between place when you're when you're in between worlds and 
to to expand that in this in the matote ceremony or even if people are never going to get to a matote ceremony even in in your morning if you wake up let the grogginess be there journal from that place what do you suggest that you do to make the most of that wonderful wonderful space yeah i found morning times if i if i have a question i ask myself a question before i go to bed and then when i wake up open to what the answer is in that in-between space, I get so much information. So I really Mm. support people in setting your alarm a little bit earlier so you don't have to jump right out of bed and just stay in that in-between and open to information, open to guidance, open to possibility. It's a really sweet time. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I always say that's prime real estate. Like that's, you want to expand that. You don't want to rush your way out of that. So I know Mm -hmm. opening your heart is a big, big part of this. And we're, we're wrapping up here. Is there just like a 30 second little bumper that you can say that would to, to inspire people to open their heart and why they should? Mm, I, one of my favorite things to do is to teach people to, to, when you're upset or when you're trying to figure something out, put one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly. Take a deep breath. Drop down into your body and just say, hey, sweetheart. Hi, sweetheart. What do you need? Mm, I invite everybody to do that right now. Hand on the heart, other hand on the belly and ask yourself, what do you need, sweetheart? I love that. That sounds like a very goddessy mm-hmm. thing to do, even in the midst yeah. of, a, <laughs> of a warrior moment. Heather Ash, Amara, you are so magnificent. You so rock my world. And just knowing you're on the planet makes me feel stronger. I want everyone to go mm-hmm. check her out. Thank you, Kelly. God, warrior goddess training, warriorgoddess.com and heatherashamara.com. Thank you, Heather Ash. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth, and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.